devote time a little bit tonight because there is a, a moment in time where he wants to begin to shift and move things. And I believe we're standing in that time now. You know, I'll say 2020, but it's, you know, it's, it's the next 10 years. It's the next, you know, till 2030, till 2040. Come on. There's something that the Lord is doing. And we don't know until we step into that place what that looks like. But I'm telling you now that there is something, especially I felt like, see, the horn of, the, the short horn is the one that, that was blown in Joel, right? It's the one that said, blow a trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm. It was towards repentance and breakthrough that a people would repent. And how many know when we repent, it gets us like in good place with the Lord. Like it should, it, it, in the book of Acts, it says it releases refreshing on us. Not a bad thing, right? And it's not a bad word. Repentance is an awesome thing that God gives us so that we can live in his grace and his purity and his life. And, and so we just need to ask him, God, give me that place with daily repentance. And then that daily Maranatha. Lord, you're coming, you're coming soon, so we don't have a bunch of time. <laughs> Are you hearing me? There's like not a lot of time. I don't care how we put that on the mark, right, on, on the time frame. Ready? I'm going to talk to you. In a, I'll read a scripture now, and I'll try and stay in Luke chapter 5, but this is where we'll go. So Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. I'll just read this text, and then I'll, I'll run, okay? So, so it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake Gennesaret. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them, and they were washing their nets. And it says this, that then he got, speaking of Jesus, he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him, to put him out from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And it says, he stopped speaking and said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered, see, but Simon answered, but Simon answered, and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And when he had done this, he caught a great number of fish, and their net was so much that their net was breaking, so they signaled to their partners and the other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats. And so they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. It says, For for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. And so when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. When they brought the boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness in this place. We thank you for the, for the, for the blasts 
of, of the shofars tonight. We thank you that you clear atmospheres, that you bring us into uh, almost alignment with things, God, by the Spirit. And we ask, Holy Spirit, tonight that you would just open the word to us tonight. Lord, I pray for every deaf ear and every blind eye, that, Lord, our eyes would be open and that our ears would be attuned to what you're about to do. And I pray that by the Spirit of God, only you do what you do tonight, and that's release heaven's am amendments for us, the things, the commissionings, the things that you want us to do. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you release power in this place, power for change, power for transformation, power to release heaven over this whole place, over all of our, every person in this place, they, they, have, a, they have a place that, of influence. I pray tonight that, Father, you do something that would shift and change in a moment. And we thank you, God, for these things in Jesus' name. It, the Bible says in here, it says, so it was. And in the King James, it says, it came to pass. And I'm talking to you tonight about a moment in time. And there's something that God wants to do in a moment in time for everyone in this room, including myself. He wants to do something at a moment in time. And when, and when John is writing this, and we have this whole thing where Jesus pops into the scene and he it says it came to pass that he's walking by the Galilean fishermen. By the, by, by the way, the Galilean sea was like the lowest place in the earth. It was like sea level, below sea level. It was like a lake anyway, right? And so the Holy Spirit wants us to, to see some truths in here. And I want to talk to you about time. And I want to talk to you about the things that God wants to ignite in your life. And he wants to launch you into something way greater than you're standing in right now. And I'm telling you, there's no time, like we said. There, there is no time. You just need to be proactive with what I released to you tonight and respond. Right? I'm not, I'm not going to coach you into stuff. But as a preacher, I can't help it. <laughs> right? So there's things that I know that he wants to release on your life, and it starts by understanding what time it is. It came to pass, and then New American Standard said, now it happened. There's something, and I, listen, when, when Jesus was showing up onto the scene, I'm telling you what Peter was thinking. Peter was done. Peter was tired. Peter had had it. You know, he, he, was, he was fed up. Nothing's happening. I'm going home. But there was, about, there was a man that was about to show up in his life. There was, there was a God man that was about to show up in his life and say, listen, now's the time for you. And it wasn't talking about chronos, right? We could talk about the Greek chronos, which is chronology, which is the time on your wrist. On your, you know, it's the time on the calendars. It's, it's the Gregorian calendar. It's, it's the time. But no, it wasn't that time. It, it was a time, a kairos time. And God wants us to understand what time it is you are in a Kairos time. Not just because it's 2020. I was saying it to some people last night. Come on. Your time's been up since 2018. I'm not kidding you. Some of us have been stopped and held and in, in we're waiting for God to do something and he's just waiting for us to respond. And I'm telling you tonight that the Holy Spirit wants us to understand that we, you are in a, a moment of time. You're in, a, in the Kairos time where he begins to do things supernaturally because you just come into agreement with what he's doing. He's not hiding from you. He's out in the open. And listen, it has to start today. <laughs> and you know, it had to start 2018. Come on. somebody. God's been doing things in your life, 
and you don't even recognize the things that he's been doing, but he's been there all along in certain aspects of your life. And now he's brought you to this point where he wants change to happen. He wants transformation, not just so you live right and so you look right and you're all polished up. That's not it. It's to put you in a, in a position so that God's destiny flows from your life in a brand new way that you haven't understood in the past. It's a pivotal time. And it's in this gospel narrative, we see the Holy Spirit through, through coming and he, he opens up the word to us so that we understand that this is a moment of time. It, it, it's not chronological. It's not just Jesus said it's 9 o'clock, it's time to go see Peter. No, it was an appointed time. And it's a convergence between the time that we've spent doing certain things and, and getting sick and tired and worn out, to be honest, being completely worn out. I'm not worn out. Come on. I think I have more energy than I did last year, so come on. And you should too. You should be encouraged. And God's beginning to shift things. Come on. I, I want to know. I've been praying for you guys every day, like that list. Like I got all these prayer requests. So if God, if you wrote something on those prayer requests, I want to know because I want to know that they happened. Like things that we've been believing for. Come on, God's wanting to touch our lives in intricately, intricate ways. And you have to know that it's time for you. It's time for him to begin to answer things in ways you haven't seen before. It's time for him to be, be stepping in to everything that you believe for so that you can see what he's doing. Come on, you have to be aware of what he's doing even in your past to see what he's going to do in your future. Right? So there's things that are going to move us. But I just see, you know, the Lord said this. He said he upholds things, everything, right? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, he says, he said, in his radiance of his glory, and the, he, he is the exact representation in his nature, and he upholds all things by the word of his power. He upholds everything by the word of his power. What am I saying? His words, the things he speaks to you. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to talk about something that he speaks to one man, and it changed his whole life. It's a word that God's going to release to you. We're expecting angels, and I like angels. I'll take an angel. I'll expect, I'm, I'm happy if the lamb comes in the back door. Come on. Come on. Bless God for that. And we, want it, we thank God for every bit of revelation we get. And I thank God for feathers, gemstones, whatever he wants to do. But I need, what I, what I want to live from is the place where he speaks to me. The place where his words penetrate my heart. The place where his life becomes so real inside of me because of things he's spoken over my life. I don't, I don't take them lightly. Like you're sitting in here tonight and, and, and I'm not saying I am God. But words will hit you and God's wanting you to respond to them. He's wanting you to respond to them, whether it's up here at the end or in your seat. It's okay. It doesn't matter where as long as you respond and say, yes, God, I'll do it. Yes, I agree with your word over my life. No, I'm not trying to hide from you. And no, I'm not delaying something because of my, I'm not cooperating with what you're doing. But the Lord wants to speak something in this time, in this convergence, in this place where time intersects with all your destiny.
said this in Isaiah 20, 14, 24. He said, the Lord of hosts has sworn, <laughs> saying, surely I have thought, whew, surely I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed it, so shall it stand. Listen, God has these thoughts towards you, Jeremiah tells you. He has said, my thoughts are good. They're for good and not evil. They're for prosperity. He wants to make your life change and shift into, into a prosperous, beautiful thing. He wants your life to grow and increase in incredible ways. And his thoughts towards you, come on, it's better than even a hug. I'm telling you, because it will come to pass. It shall come to pass. His thoughts over you are all in this word. They're all in the Bible. They're all in the living word. And it's something that he wants you to grab hold of so that you live from it, not for it. You live from it. His word is incredible. And his thoughts towards you are amazing. I can't even convey what he thinks of you. Come on, pro prophecy is good, but his thoughts towards you are more incredible than you've ever known. He's called you to something beyond just what you think you're standing in right now, and that's it. No, it's way beyond that. I don't care if you're the youngest to the oldest in this place. His, his plans for you are incredible. And they are, they shall, it says, they shall complete what I have purposed, and they shall stand. That means they're not moving. That means they don't go anywhere until you stand with them. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Come on. Someone, I'm, shout, I'm, I'm shouting good tonight. And so he has us. He wants to pull us in these suddenlies. I can tell you. God has given, I'll, I'll boast in my non-dreaming, you know, re revelation life, but I always go back to dreams, and, 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 and there's a dream that I had that I, when, when I showed up in the middle of, of, on the other side of the planet, 12-hour difference from here, come on, talk about jet lag, but as I, as I, as we drove down this street to go to the first meetings in the Philippines, I passed a, a gas station. I'm telling you because it's a convergence of time. I'm giving you, come on, life, life illustrations that show me that I know God. Listen, I, I, I said someone's name tonight, and he called me on the phone. <laughs> that's messed up. He's a prophet, so that's not messed up. But I didn't answer the call. But here's the deal. I was in this place living <laughs> and breathing. And I'm in the, the smoggy streets of Manila. And we're driving looking for, for something to go to this meeting. And we're, and we're driving. And I'm passing gas stations. And I see this gas station. And I had dreamt it a year and a half before. I dreamt the very place. The name, the color, the whole way, the, the way it was angled. I was there in my dream. I say that to you. Say not say, oh, wow. I say that to tell you that God has prophetic timing for you, and the time is now. And I'm, I'm giving you a dream that I have, but there's been other times when I've stepped into things and I said, I was born for this right now. His purposes shall stand. 
You know, there can be other things that you see. God can give you visions and revelation. Listen, God gives you guys things, gives people in this room things, and we don't respond because of fear sometimes. But I'm telling you, we want to see the suddenlies of God, and we just need to ask him, God, I'll respond to whatever you want me to do. Whatever your direction is in that moment, I will respond to that direction. Whatever you're saying to me in that timing, I will do it when you say to do it. I'll even, I'll even look for a moment, even if I don't have the perfect time on my clock or when it, looks up, you know, when it looks like the right time because we're all waiting for everything to feel right. And I'm telling you, most of the time it will never feel right. As most of the time it will feel really, really awkward. It will feel like I'm, I'm out of joint. And then God does a miracle. It happens all the time when I go to other churches. I get words of knowledge. I'm like... Okay, I don't know where this fits. Right, I remembered visiting your parents' church down in, in, in South Carolina, and, and I had a word for a degenerative eye disease. And now you know what? Little girl, young lady couldn't get her driver's license. Her eyes are completely healed now. Why? Because I was just willing to just step out and do that. If God's going to give you revelation, how's he going to give you more if you won't respond with what you already have? Right? So everyone, boldness should be your, like, what I'm after in 2020. You know, month's almost over, man. We're halfway through. It's like, we'll be talking about 21 soon enough. But can I just say this, that the suddenlies of God are coming at you fast. I promise you that the suddenlies of who he is, and you, and, and, and God wants you to, he's stepping some, he wants to step into your future right now. Just like Peter. Right, it says that the multitudes were, were there and, and he said, just, just put the boat off a little bit. And Peter said, fine. He's over there scrubbing his nets trying to get things in order. And, and the Lord is preaching a message. And I'm thinking to myself, what, the, what was the message? But see, he wasn't concerned in the narrative. John wasn't concerned about the message. He was concerned about the epoch of time. He was concerned about the conversions. He was con concerned about what time he was in. And he was in that Kairos time. It happens all over scripture. <laughs> Jesus is preaching and teaching in the synagogue. What did he say? There was a reason around everything that he did. And so he's going to continue to do sudden things when we respond to the little things. Right, he pushed him out. Go ahead. And he's teaching and preaching the multitudes. <laughs> and then he says to him later, he says, come on, I just want to go out a little further. But here's the thing. When he said to Peter, I want you to launch out into the deep. He was trying to get him to leave that which was shallow and move him into the deep place that he wanted to bring him. Now some of us our language is big. 
but our faith is this thick. Smile at me. Come on, I'm telling you. Some of us, we, we know a lot of things and we've heard a lot of YouTubes, but God's trying to fill. Come on, he's trying to make up for the, for the, for the difference between what we hear and who's our favorite preacher and, and, and how, many, how many podcasts we've heard to, to now he's trying to pull us into a deep place. And honestly, I'm going to go back to separation tonight because he's trying to separate you from the crowd and pull you in a deep area. And I'm telling you, this is for not a couple people in this room. This is for every person in this room. Every believer is supposed to live out of the deep place. Every believer is supposed to respond to Jesus in the same way Peter responded. Well, I'm not an apostle. No, but God wants to release all of, he wants to make you a fisher of men. Everyone in this place has influence somewhere. And God's trying to pull us from that place of, of just waiting for God to do something to say, yeah, God, I'll respond to what you're doing. I'll step into it. And God and Jesus, Jesus is wanting to step into your stuff. <laughs> Hello. That's what the boat is. You don't have to have a ministry. <laughs> He's just looking to get into what you're doing right now. He's looking to step into what you're doing right now. Push me off a little bit. I'm going to say some things from this place because I'm looking for you to make, allow me to have a platform in, in the life that you have right now. And after that, when, when I have a platform for what, I say, what I'm going to say to the multitudes, he will speak to the multitudes. But he's just looking. I'll, I'll even work from the shallow place. I'll work from the place that's just a little offshore because I want your life to be a testimony of what I'm about to do. And all of us like Peter are over there trying to scrub it, clean it, put everything in order, get ready for the next day. And God's saying, no, stop. I'm going to pull you into a whole other place that you don't understand. I'm going to pull you into the realms of revelation and glory, places that you don't understand it because I want to feed your whole soul life. I want you to come with me and watch me. Watch what I do. Agree with what I'm about to do, even though you think you know better. We all know better than God. I'm telling you. Things are proposed every week. I think, wow, God, that's a good idea. I'm thinking, is that your idea, though? Seriously, right? It's like the Lord is trying to get us to completely cooperate 24-7 with him. And I believe in here, every person in here is able to do that. You are able to do that. Someone said, what's the word for 2020? I said, die. I'm sorry. It's a good word. Die. We don't like that. Listen, the Holy Spirit's saying the more you're dead, the more I'm coming in. The more you, get you, the more you let me jump in your boat and give me access to your stuff and let me even, come on, I don't care what the boat smells like. I don't care what it looks like. He just wants to get in your boat. He wants to step into your boat and just have a moment with you. Because he's calling you out of the boat.
I love it because God uses all kinds of crazy things. He uses my, en my enemies, my, my tragedies. He uses all kinds of things to get me really, really uncomfortable. So that I'll say, come in, do whatever you need to do because I don't know how to do it. And I'm telling you, this is it with Peter. Peter was like, listen, I've had enough. Fishing stinks in this stinking lake. Right? I mean, this is where he was at. He was fishing all night. And now morning's come, daybreak's coming, and Jesus said, I'm going to do a preach from your boat. He's like, oh, boy. I can see him now, right? Just like, really? I just want to clean my nets and go home. wants to step into your life so he can sustain all the things of your past. Come on, not keep them alive, but he's the one that's going to bring life to things that you thought were dead. He's going to bring healing to the tragedies. He's going to bring, come on, he, he's going to allow you to forgive your enemies. That's what this is all about. If I, go to, if, I go, if I go to the Mount of Olives and I listen to, to Jesus speak, the greatest sermon on the planet, he says, listen, you need to, you need to forgive everybody. <laughs> Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll inherit. I started reading Blessed are the peacemakers all through the scriptures. It was just crazy. It's all through scripture. But he wants us to stop trying to unravel and figure out how our mess, how our nets, why they're tangled, why they're not functioning properly, what did I do wrong out there, why am I back here empty-handed, come on, somebody, I'm talking to somebody tonight, he wants you to stop trying to unravel and clean up your situation so he can speak a word into it, and then he'll speak a word through it. So he says to Peter, launch out into the deep. And he's calling us. I go back to this. This is so profound that he calls us from the shallow place into the deep places because he's trying to break off some thinking. First of all, he wants you to be in the boat with him. He's calling you out, separating you with him so that you can hear his voice clearly and so that you can abide with what he's doing, right? Abide in what, what's happening around Jesus. Jesus has to be the center. He has to be the captain of your boat. He has to be the one who's all in all in every single thing. He can't just be part-time Jesus. He has to be all-time Jesus. And he's trying to get us to a place where we are too deep to jump. Come on, you can't jump out of the boat. It's either sink or swim. Come on. You're either going with him out into the deep place and believing for what he's going to do, or you're going to stay back on the shore. And some of us are really, really content. And I, I take authority over that tonight, that we would not be content to be in the shallow places where, where we just, we're happy for a little service. We're happy for a little time with him. We're happy for a nice daily devotional. No, God wants to invade your private time with him. Like he wants to roll in on your time. Not just here. He wants to roll in here. And we hinder him here as a group. 
So what does he want to do? It's kind of, I like kind of being home and I just let him roll over me. Because <laughs> I don't have to fuss with any other spiritual atmosphere other than mine. I love you all. But I want you to have the same prayer closet. Come on. I want you to have the place where God's rolling in on you and, and it's messing you up and you're crying in his presence. It's okay to cry, men. And ladies. It's okay. God wants to come in and torch you. Burn you. There's two. <laughs> Rick Joyner used to say there's two people in the, in, on the, in the earth trying to kill you. One's the devil and one's God. Who, you, you want God to win. I agree. I don't want to, come on. The warfare <laughs> is perspective. Because if I'm fighting from heavenly places, come on, I win every time. I'm not trying to take down principalities. I'm not trying to take down powers. I'm just trying to, come on, Jesus, come. Overtake me. I'm coming to the deep place with you. I'm coming to the place where you, you know all about me. So, I'm just, if I would title this message, I would call it, it's about to go down. <laughs> Something's about to go down. And even in this place tonight, something can go down. Something God can bring tonight to your life. But God wants this, he wants something to go down. He wants you to believe what he said over you. He wants to, you to understand that he's the man that's going to change and shift everything. And it may, it actually, I'll say, it, not may, it will not look like what you think. I said to someone yesterday who we, who we were laboring with, you, you know, years ago at the beginning, the inception, I said, you know what? Everything doesn't look like what we think. They started with us in Portsmouth. I said, brother, it, doesn't, it never looks like what we think. If you think I would be here, ah, that was like not on my list. I promise you. That I'd be in Whoville. I'm teasing. Joe's probably watching online. <laughs> Literally. Like it's not, I wouldn't think I would be here. I love you. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's not what I had in a picture. And Jesus said, let me get in the boat. And there's always more to come. There's always another place he wants to bring you. There's always another, come on, increment of what he wants to install to you. And tonight, something will go down if you're ready for it to go down. I'm telling you, I, he wants to pull you out of the boat and give you a command tonight. So Jesus is calling you from the shallow place to the deep place with him. And it's about to go down so you can't sink. You won't sink. You know, no sinking. No more living in this place where I can jump out of the boat and it'll be shallow enough for me to get away. <laughs> Come on. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's, he's wanting to push out into the deep so that you do not have this inkling. Like, I, I'm literally, literally, I'm in this place in my life where I'm in too deep and I don't want to go anywhere else. God, I just want to go deeper with you. God, I want you to pull me out into the, in the promises that you gave for me as a youth. Come on, I, I want you to pull me into the places where, where life 
I, I don't understand, but I know you're going to do exceedingly and abundantly above what I can ask, think, or imagine. I love that scripture. Because you can't over-exaggerate God. And he wants to separate us so he can do something really supernatural with you. When he brings you to a deep place, he's going to bring you in a place where something supernatural will happen. No, it might happen. No, it must happen. We all have backup plans and he's getting rid of those. He's positioned you for the Holy Spirit to do what above, way beyond what he's going to, what you ever thought. How many like that? We like that promise. We just don't like launching out. Because there's no more shoreline Christianity. There's no more. You have to be pushed out into the deep. You can't stay shallow. That's called growth, increase. Sometimes we, we don't like growing up. You know, ever have, I, I don't know, when I was a kid, I used to have, my mother used to like shake my legs because I'd have growing pains. Anyone in the room ever have that? Come on. I used to have these like, I, I don't know if I must have been trying to grow one inch at a time, but it happened all the time. And, you know, I'm kind of bigger than all my other family members. They, they're wondering if I was the mailman's, you know, son. <laughs> my dad's passed. God bless him. But... It was always a joke because I was, like, bigger than everyone else. I didn't look like everyone else. Like, where did this kid come from? The genes were from somewhere else. Come on, I, sent, I told you I sent the DNA into uh, Ancestor.com. They can't, it came back nulling, nothing. You need to do it again. Yeah. I think they lost it, to be honest. Yeah. So what I'm saying to you is you won't look like what you think. And the Spirit of God's trying to pull us up into a deep place so that we're completely dependent upon Him. He's in the boat, and you're in the boat, and you ain't going nowhere. And here's the perspective we have to have, right? <laughs> I said this to one of my spiritual sons this afternoon. This afternoon. I said, listen, listen, it can't be about one generation. It can't, it can't be about the millennials. I don't have any millennials. I, don't, I didn't give birth. We, I didn't give birth. My wife didn't give birth to any millennials. Come on, I was here in section. But what I am saying, the, the Ys and the Zs, right? That's right, right? The Ys and the Zs. Come on, they need to be one for Jesus. But I'm telling you, the whole generation of X's and still some, some other, what were they, baby, baby boomers, right? So the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, is wanting to reach multi-generations. How do you do that? You launch out into the deep. You have to launch into some place beyond what you understand and what you know. And the vision needs to be way bigger than just you and your little cosmos. Because we get so, so focused on I, me, and my. 
When God's kingdom is like, there's a sound effect for you. God's kingdom is just like vast. And we put limitations on things. And God's trying to get us beyond our limitations into the deep places. So it will affect. Why? When you go into the deep place, when he calls you into the deep place, everything's going to change because it's going to affect generations behind you. It's going to affect the generations around you. It should affect everything when you get infused with Jesus' vision for your life. I haven't even got to the catch yet. Because that's the supernatural thing that he wants to do. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. This has been echoing in my life for the last six months. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what I've prepared for those who love him. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. Let's, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. I'm telling you, God's about to break open some things on your life. If you can just believe. Letting him, listen, when you go with him on the boat and you launch out, it's not passive. You have to make a decision. Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Because God wants to release a word for us. And eternity, listen, she was just speaking about the, the blast of the, of the trumpet, of the last trumpet. And listen, I want to be, I don't know about you, but I want to be found faithful. I don't know about you, but I want to be in the place where I'm positioned, where I'm not in the background of, of everything in heaven going on, but I'm right there at the throne. And come on, I'm casting my, my throne, my crowns down before him because there has to be a place where things become urgent in the kingdom at some point. Because this, this stuff in church, it's good, but there's so much better. There's so much more. There's so much more depths of who he is, the depths of Christ that he wants to reveal to you. Not so that we can have some heavy revy, but so that we're motivated and we're changed so that we'll move. When the harvest is ripe, it's already ripe. Not a time coming. I'm telling you, we're in, we're in Kairos time right now. It's not far off. It's not somewhere else. It's just, let's just do it. Something's got to go down. So I started reading this. But, but as, as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except for the spirit of a man which is, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except for by the Spirit of God. Listen, tonight our lives are giving over to the deep things. Because you can't, listen, at the beginning of, a, of Genesis we, we hear this, this scripture. And, and, the, and the Spirit of God hovered over the deep. If it started with deep things, I'm telling you it's ending with deep things. It's ending with the depths of who he is, the river of God. You don't, you're not just some pond that's waiting for a drop of water to come down. Wait till next week when I just begin to talk about the latter rain because we don't even know what we're doing. The latter rain, when we're asking for more rain, and we have to ask for more rain even in the season when it's raining. Is it even raining? 
Yes, it is. You should say yes. You should have shouted. Perfect time. Yes. It's raining. Are we... What happens is this. We allow the Lord to watch us out. And then this massive harvest comes. And this massive catch comes. This catch that comes that's going to sink our boat. And we realize that we're not God, but he's God. And you should, everyone in this room should be believing for that. Like the, the, the situations in your life, I forget the things. I move on towards the things that God's calling me to. Right? I forget those things that hold me back, that held me back for, for two years or, or one year or, or ten years or twelve years. We forget those things and we move on to what he's going to do because there is a harvest that is all around us. And God's waiting for you to jump in the boat and go out deep with him. So that when you go, you begin to behold, listen, it happened. The same words, those echoing things where he said, Lord... Maybe I'll go back to the scripture. Nevertheless, at your word. That echoes in scripture. It echoes in the Old Testament. It echoes when, when Elijah is building an altar and pouring water on it. He's pouring buckets of water on it. <laughs> He's pouring water on it. And he said, if your God be God then come on. He's echoing to the prophets of Baal. And the Lord told him, you go down there, you build an altar, you fill it with water, you cover it with water, and then call down fire. Do the impossible in the situation where it looks completely impossible. I'm going to do everything. Watch. The same happens here with Peter. I've toiled all night. I'm a fisherman. Who are you? Come on, every one of us do this. God, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and he's just coming in and he's waiting to say, okay, just do what I say. I woke up with this echoing in my head again. I don't know why the Lord keeps bugging me with it, but it's, it's John 5, 19. And I keep 520. 519. says, I only do what I see my father doing. It's profound. It's like God will not leave me alone with that. So while I'm preaching to you, I'm saying, God, what are you saying? What does this season look like? How, where are we going? Because this isn't just it. There's way more. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Come on. I'm waiting. No, no, no. They're in the room. They're in the room. There's a generation that's coming that's already here. That's going to be lit with the presence of God. That means everyone. I don't care. Don't think if you're over 50 or 60, it's not you. It's you. I promise you. It's every generation in this room that God is going to ignite and burn with the presence of God that you can't stop. And, and you're going to need, you're going to partner with other people and pull in what God has for this time now. There's fish. 
And it's going to be a supernatural catch. God, you called me to fish in New England? everything that hindered you in the past. You're going to abandon the things that have kept you outside of me, and you're going to run. And, and, and you're going to think at the end of it, because I've been in those situations where God does some crazy, like, supernatural thing, and I go, God, I don't, I'm, you know who I am? Everyone in this place God, how could you use someone like me? Someone who couldn't get past themselves. Someone who was messed up, broken, and, and, and addicted, and lost. Really lost. And he says to every person in this place, I'm coming to shore. I'm going to ask you to kick me out into the sea. And then I'm asking you to come in with me. I don't care where you came from tonight. I don't care what it's looked like in the past. I don't care what you're going through right now. Jesus is saying, will you come out into the deep? Are you willing to throw down the net again? Are you willing to stop trying to figure out how to put it together yourself and throw the net in where I tell you? This is it tonight. This is where we stand. This is where we should live it shouldn't just be a now moment where we make a decision and we talk and we, and we worship the Lord for a moment and just kick, kick the other worship on or whatever we're supposed to do with Manoah. It's all right. He's doing it. I just want you to jump in with me, will you? Just jump in with me tonight. Because there's something that the Lord wants to do in these moments. I say it, I said everything to bring us to this point. God's just saying, go with me. If you watch what I do and you're going to pull yourself in, a catch that you've never understood, that you've never seen. But you have to trust me. And you hear me? You have to trust him. Not me. You trust him. It'd be good if you trusted him. But you need to trust Jesus that he's going to pull you into a supernatural new life. It's not just so you can clock out of here. Like I said, I did my time. We'll see you next week. No, I'm serious because I feel like it's so so crucial for God to get our yes. God, take my boat and do whatever you need. My life will be a platform so that you'll ignite something inside of me that can't be put out. Because when you see God do the miraculous, when you see him do something 
beyond what we understand and know, everything will change. Just everyone stand with me. Come on. So I want you, I want you to, to move on the word. I want you to move on the word. Like God wants to do something incredible in you right now in this moment. Right now. So it's either a yes, amen, right where I am. And allow the Holy Spirit to flood my life. God, I can't live, I can't do it without you. You have to come in and blow through the caverns of every part of my heart so that you can do what you need to do in this moment. That because the fish, the harvest is great and the workers are few. Here's my dream. <laughs> Don't say it. That this place becomes the place where the workers are many. That those that are called will just respond. That doesn't mean you have to quit your jobs and run after him. No, he's with you. He's looking, as a matter of fact, some of it's going to happen in the workplace. We can't all just live in Christian land. Hello. Come on, I, I did construction. I've been doing construction for 25 years. God wants to use your boat. And he wants to use your platform to bring in harvest. But he's just saying, take the risk. Move out deep. Step into me. Allow me to flow in your life. Allow me to do something crazy supernatural in this moment right now. as I pray, I want you to, I really, I want you to respond. I want you to come forward because what I don't want to do, because I know God wants to touch some of you, but I don't want to chase you. <laughs> you hearing me? That's no joke. God wants to touch you if God's pulling, tugging on your heart in any way. I'm telling you tonight, just go, come, just come. And there'll be some people to pray for you. And I'm just telling you, it's going to be good. It's going to be an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Because he wants to pull us into the depths. So, Father, I thank you, Father, in these moments right now for what you're doing, for how you're doing it. Our lives want to reflect what you're pulling in right now. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for every person in this place. We just give our hearts completely over. And Lord, I thank you that something is about to go down right now in these moments. It's about to go down. It's about to happen. It's not to be far off. It's about to happen right now in these moments. And Lord, you're looking for an army that will be given over completely to you. So we give you our nets. And we ask that you come. And you touch, you touch our nets right now in these moments. You do something with our nets right now in these moments. Just turn it up a hair, Damon. Just give me a little volume. 
in Jesus' name.